on, parents? Welcome back to another edition of Teenager Tuesday in November. Wow. Happy November. Happy November to everyone out there as well. Hey, how are y'all? It's fall, kind of. It's been fall. It doesn't matter. Okay, Uh, sorry. Uh, My name's Will. If we haven't got the chance to meet, I'm the lead student pastor here at Hope. With me is the one and only the esteemed Brock Yonke. Hello, everyone. I am the uh, lead care and support pastor here at Hope Fellowship, so I will hopefully care and support for... Thank you. Everyone. You're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah. You've cared and supported for us Thank you. for a few weeks now on this well, podcast. That's true. Uh, we've been walking through failure and we've been calling this a parent's guide to failure and a longer series than we typically do, but we want to kind of make sure and like go in depth on this. And so we've covered a lot and finishing things up today. This is the last week of uh, um, uh, failure. So uh, when we kind of ended with like, hey, here's the questions that we're going to go into next time. And one of those questions was, could my teen be afraid of my response to his or her failure? Yes. Done. Okay. All next right. question. <laughs> no, so like, you know, it's important to know, right? Because something, one of the biggest things that we say at Hope Students to Parents is don't make you an unsafe place, you know? So so uh, I, I, I don't know, what, what would be a good a few questions for parents out there to kind of be introspective about, like, how can they know? Yeah, because I think we've mentioned this before, but when our students are experiencing failure and pain, it's really, at that moment, it's a look at our failure and pain, and sometimes we mm-hmm. respond how we want to get out of it, and so it's like, not so much we want to help them, we want to help ourselves a little bit, so mm-hmm. I think a few questions to ask would be, do I give off the perception that failure is final, like like you just ruined everything? Do, looking at ourselves yeah. and asking ourselves these questions, huh. and does my response have a balance of grace kindness, forgiveness, love, and truth. Yeah. Does my, my response have a balance of grace and truth? Because you probably can't, your, your response can't have like the absence of one of those. Right. Right? Because then it like throws it off. Yeah. The, I've heard somebody describe it once as a velvet brick. Okay. But it's like oh, you still yeah. got to have the yeah, truth, but you got to have some about grace that. about yeah. it, with it as well. And so that's important to, to think of it that way. Are we combining those two things yeah. in our response? Yeah. And always being aware of what we're doing. But then, um, and how much freedom am I giving my kid, my student, to fail uh, without them getting in trouble is a question we need to ask. Like, what, what are, are we giving them enough space to navigate life? Or are we trying to yeah. control them or are we can trying to control their responses? And so we're, we're looking at our, our, our that. Man, so. that's a good question, too. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to control their response? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because we don't want them to be in pain. We don't right. want them to experience this. But sometimes, as we've all discovered, failure is probably one of the greatest teachers there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And if we take that away, then they're not going to learn some things. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've learned more from my failures than things that I would, I guess, naturally do well. I don't even remember most of the stuff I do, I have done well. I can't think of anything either. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> failures. No, yeah, exactly. I that no, I joke. meant that I couldn't think of any. Oh, for me. Yeah, that you've done well. This That's, is not the way to respond to you. No, it is. So, so <laughs> yeah, the question. No. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so failure is a little bit, not a little bit. It is inevitable. Yeah. So, how can I, as a parent, then have a gracious response to that inevitable activity of failure in their lives? Yeah. No, that's a good question too. The um, there's this guy, Dr. Tim Kimmel. He wrote a book called Grace Based Parenting. And uh, in there, he, he kind of has this both of like truth and grace, but kind of wrapped in grace, like you were talking about with a velvet brick. And he has this long quote that I want to read because it's awesome. He says, we want, to, uh, we want to have a love for our kids that they know deep down in their heart is not connected to their behavior. It has absolutely nothing to do with how they act. It has everything to do with who they are. 
He, so they just know they just know that they're loved. Just yeah, just that's it. They're yeah. loved. They know that. And again, he kind of talks about this uh, later is that there's consequences. But it's so important for kids to know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, the the love that I have for them is not wrapped up in behavior. There may be consequences, but in the way that I act and in, in the way that I treat people, is it, I mean, even look at our friendships. Like, is our friendship based off of how they treat us or is it based off of I care about them, now I'm going to be a better friend? It, it can be the same thing in parenting. Um, and a few things off of this. I'll give some practical things. One, I would highly encourage parents to celebrate when students are honest, when they're honest about, Hey, I snuck out of the house. I feel bad about it, whatever. Like, I, hey, I struggle with fill in the blank. My grade, mom, dad, my grades have not been good. I would celebrate the honesty because you're celebrating them coming to you in a vulnerable state saying, I have done something that can be categorized as I failed, I've fallen short, I've dot, dot, dot. So like celebrate that honesty. Um, and then obviously we don't like leave it there. We like help them to redeem that failure. We turn into coach mode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, are you kidding me? I told you last week. And, and you know, maybe there's some times to like remind them like, hey, this is why I remind you yeah. is so that it doesn't get to this point. But that's different than belittling saying like, I told you five times last week. Because mm -hmm. yeah. like, you know, how many times you got to tell your, it seems like you have to tell your students the same thing a million times before they ever remember it, right. you right. know, but taking that, like you said, making it into a coaching moment to redeem it. Um, and then the third kind of practical thing is, I'll say as best as you can to remove shame from the equation. Like the, I, I just think it, we should never use the word like shame on you. No. And, and shame is typically can in short term produce results, mm. but long term it does a lot of damage. And shame is never a good parenting tool yeah. ever. Yeah. One, one thing I heard, Ed, I think it was a pastor says, um, you, you don't want well-behaved children that can't wait to get out of your house. Hmm. You know? So Brock being one of the resident theologians here at hope, well, um, uh, that's kind of like how we can have a gracious response, but then like how, how, what, how does God come into the equation? How does God see failure? How does he view failure? Like what? I think it's wrapped up in what you said. So in some ways it really mirrors what you just said. God, looks at our honesty, our confession, and he celebrates that, that we're coming to him. And so realizing that God lo loves the honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we often forget is God's in the business of redemption. Yeah. And one of my favorite Psalms is it talks about he turns, uh, brings beauty from ashes. Mm. So he's in the business of restoring our failures and using those things. I don't think he causes them, but he brings beauty out of those things. And he is a healer. He's a restorer. So he's he's not using shame to motivate motivate us. Yeah. He's removing the shame from us so that we can walk forward in faith and confidence. It says in Hebrews that we can walk boldly into his presence mm. because Jesus has taken away all that shame for us. Yeah. And so in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. And grace is behavior that we haven't earned, but it's still, or love we haven't earned, but it's still given to us. Yeah. So my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so it's something that God's power is made complete in our weakness. Yeah. I love it. And just with that honesty, it kind of makes me think of even the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. You know, that one of the most famous 
instances in scripture where Jesus is portraying God's heart and then and the son's you know it says uh, uh still a long way off mm-hmm. and and the father saw him and just ran to him hugged him threw him a party without the son you know you like here's the money that I took from you and yeah. the inheritance and all that I love that like, yeah. uh, with our hearts lined up with uh mirroring really God's example cuz and that's that's Christianity. That's life. Yeah. Jesus showed us the way. We mirror and we do that same behavior. So He walked forth in a lot of grace. Maybe we do the same with our failures. Yeah. Of our I, kids. I love how Psalms one hundred three verse ten says it. it. Says He does not treat us uh, as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Thank God. Yeah. Literally, thank God. He doesn't yeah. repay me for, uh, you know, uh, my failures, and I. It would not be going well. Yeah, <laughs> I know? agree. Because. At the end of the day, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not ever good enough. You're not ever good. But like you, you know, we kind of talked about God redeems us and makes us worthy to, I love that verse uh, uh, in Hebrews, walk boldly into his presence. Yeah. Um, You know, so much of this that we've been talking about over the last few weeks was about kind of reshaping from looking at behavior to identity. And uh, if you've been listening to along with us or listening along with us, man, so again, go back and listen through this and everything, but as, as much as you can, when, when failure comes in, respond the way that God has already responded to us. And uh, and you get healthy yeah, and you get your relationship right with God so that you can then mirror that to your, yeah. your kids. So the healthier we are, the more the health is going to come out. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So signing off this week, you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you and so are we. See you.